at the exoteric level, there is an apparent difference between bhakti yoga and jnana yoga. But the higher truth is that jnana yoga is simply a refined form of bhakti. At the exoteric level, the bhakti or religious devotion is a form of blind faith. And one worships either some symbol as if it, the symbol is what it is symbolizing or a concretization of the divine attributes or a projection or a fantasy or something on that level depending on the state of consciousness, the assemblage point of the worshiper. <clears throat> but in jnana yoga, it is still worship, but it is worship with the third eye. It is worship with a clear mind that understands the truth of the nature of reality. But also with the humility that recognizes that so long as a separate ego illusion exists that consciousness identifies with, one must be in a state of devotion and worship and surrender to the Supreme Being. In order to create a connection, because without worship, without surrender in the mind, prayer, offering of the mind to be filled with God's presence, we are cut off. And then the ego mind will rapidly ferment maya, illusory thoughts, based on the unpurified unconscious that will take one further and further away from God. So you're either in a state of bhakti or you're in a state of maya. Those are the two choices. And the jnana is the knowledge that you must be in that state of bhakti. But what do we mean by bhakti? We need to understand it scientifically. And one of the easiest ways to understand this is that it is the creation of a circuit. Think of an electric circuit. We have to create a negative pole to the positive pole. So first, the ego mind must be made completely negative. That is to say, it must be emptied out of its own thoughts. It's not negative in the sense of being filled with depressive, anxious thoughts that we talk about in terms of negativity, of destructiveness. But no, it must become free of thoughts so that it creates a kind of vacuum through which the fullness of God's presence can pour in and enter. That's how the circuit is created. God is the all-positive pole, and the mind of the ego must become empty, and it becomes the negative pole, and the two will unite. And then a current of energy will flow from God into the body-mind. As we spoke last night, the filament of the body, the pranic body, will begin to glow. And when you bring in enough of that divine energy, the glow will be perceptible, not just to oneself, but to others. A very subtle light, but a light that creates an aura around the body that becomes the psychic immune system, the energy field from which projections will bounce off rather than enter in as psychic attacks and that will keep the whole body-mind 
in a state of health. But that, of course, is not the reason to be in a state of bhakti or union with God in the mind. But that is a benefit. And that benefit is an important one. There are many benefits, of course. Having a clear mind, you will download not only the energy of God, but you will download the wisdom, inspiration, intuition, and a clear sense of what is the accurate karma to be done in any situation. And even more important than that, through this energy circuit, you will be able to download the divine love. And when the body-mind is filled with love, then you need nothing more. All of the desire for the lower jouissance, the lower pleasure that brings suffering, will dissolve easily because once you are fulfilled, desire becomes superfluous. Desire for anything on the physical plane. You don't need anything, you don't want anything. Because all you have and all you are has been fulfilled by the presence of God, which is everything and the source of all that is good. And once that is realized and palpably felt, not just believed in, not just a matter of, I believe that I will receive some reward in heaven or in the future, but is a present, real, then one's entire psychology changes. And there's an automatic generosity then of spirit because you're overflowing with the divine love. And then there are no more power struggles, there's no more fights, there's no more need to impose your views or your will or anything on others. And there's no need to flee either, there's no need for any conflict. One can truly be in harmony. Because in the very realization of God within the individual self, there is simultaneously a recognition of the manifestation of God in every being. and as the entirety of all that is. And this is liberation. But we must hold on to this realization. It's not enough to have it for one moment and then, okay, I'll meditate again tomorrow and touch into this again. Because in the intervening time, then the tamasic energies come back. The sensor, which is very intelligent, will create defense mechanisms against having that realization again. And you'll feel, where, what happened? Why am I now light years away from the bliss that I had just yesterday? And so it's a moment by moment realization and remembrance of this connection until it becomes second nature, until your mind no longer has to will the connection, but it has become the sanskara to remain connected. And then everything becomes effortless from then on. But until we make that sanskara an effortless realization, it must be reconnected time after time because the sensor behind our back will snip the connection and cut us off and we'll feel alienated again. And the old sanskaras of the ego will come up and we'll be confused and angry and all the other things that we suffer from at the ego level. And so this is the constant sadhana or practice that we must do in order to remain immune to the disease of the ego.
Okay? So tonight I propose that we do a bhakti meditation. Is that okay with everyone? Yeah. Is there anyone allergic to the idea of God? If so, whenever I use that word, you can change it to Buddha nature or the absolute or Brahman or whatever you wish. It, the concept, however, of the supreme real is most easily expressed in that term. But we certainly do not mean by God a personal old man on a cloud or even an elephant or a monkey or uh, any other form we mean the formless, nameless ground of being that is the encompassing and interpenetrating underlying essence of all that is. 